The circle is cast, the candles lit, the spell is spoken, and Mother Moon is watching all that we say and do. For the next short passage of time, you are in an enchanted place called the Witching Hour. Hi, my name is Elle Shepard, and welcome to the Witching Hour. This is our June 2017 podcast, and tonight my special guest is David Harden, High Priest of the Ancient Path Covenstead here in the CSRA, Georgia. Tonight's presentation is one very few pagans I know talk about a whole lot. So this should be of interest to almost everyone in pagan communities worldwide. The subject is betwixt and between. What exactly is betwixt and between? I think I will let David explain that to you as he is our resident expert and has given his own classes in the subject for the Covenstead. So, David, enlighten us, sweetie. Well, thank you, Elle. Glad to be here. So, let's go ahead and start. I walk between the realms, for I am a witch. Betwixt and between is a phrase meaning something that is not fully one thing or another, which is a great description of magic. Magic is something that occurs best in the betweens which may not make uh, sense at first, but allow me to explain. Witches are said to work between the realms of the physical and the ethereal, and therefore able to affect both. Ever wonder why certain times are called the witching hour? It is likely this notion came from the dead time in the Catholic Church, from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m., so-called as there are no services nor prayers scheduled at this time, according to the canonical hours. These are the hours the church scheduled prayers throughout the day. Most occult circles also consider the witching hour to be at midnight for various reasons, which will be discussed momentarily. Another point to mention is the devil's hour, which is 2.33 a.m., 3 a.m. or 3.33 a.m., which supposedly is an inversion of the time which Jesus, according to biblical text, died. Now, of course, us being pagans, uh, that is not our reason for having the witching hour and whatnot, but that is uh, part of the perception put on us. The belief of certain hours being special is so pervasive in the United States that a common saying is nothing good happens after midnight, and people are taught in some Christian households that dangerous spirits are out around three in the morning. Let me tell you another reason that these times are special, which many people may not be aware of. Magic is believed to exist more potently in between instances. For example, one reason that midnight has taken on a name of the witching hour is because there were no Catholic prayers or masses, and therefore the minority pagan religion was safer to gather and practice at this time. However, another interesting point is that midnight in the contemporary world is between two days, 
and therefore magic is more potent. Although, if one were to go back to the older ways, a new day in most cultures was said originally to occur after the sunset. This in-between may even be more natural for magic, as it is also dusk, and therefore neither light nor dark, but a balance. And for this reason, dawn is also in this category. Balance is one of the key instruments in magic and is seen throughout many mystic paths. Beyond the daily balances of light and dark, there are also semi-annual balances, once in the autumn and the other in the spring. Moving away from times and seasons, we move into the betwixt and between of natural functions. Most people do not consciously think about their breaths. However, every time you inhale and exhale, you are creating such middle points. Take a very slow breath without holding it. The moment between inhaling and exhaling is actually neither. Some magical practitioners focus on this middle area to raise magical energies. Certainly, focusing on your breath is a fantastic way to center yourself, such as the yogic breathing method of slowly inhaling through your nostrils, followed by exhaling through your mouth. It is easy to couple this breathing technique while minding the middle grounds. The interesting thing here is that if you hold your breath, this is no longer a between moment as you have created an entirely different state of holding rather than simply being between breaths. Perhaps what enhances the magic is the fleeting of this betwixt moment. So everyone, when you get a moment, try doing that and focusing on those betweens. We did an exercise during the class where members of the Covenstead did this very thing, and several people who had some issues focusing, centering, and meditating found this method to greatly aid in that method. In many shamanic forms of witchcraft, being one who works more with spirits, it is said the practitioner is between the realms of this world and the other world, and because of this is able to affect both. It sometimes is even said that shamans are neither fully alive nor fully dead, and therefore are able to walk through both. There are different ways people may reach this status, near-death experiences, extensive astral travels, natural connections to the spiritual world, and so on, are some examples. The point here is that the similar trend emerges, where magic is performed in the betweens. The art of astral projection was mentioned previously. Some may wonder what this skill is. A very basic definition would be moving one's consciousness into a non-physical form in order to experience alternate places, times, realms, dimensions, etc. Of course, there's much more to this. However, the focus here is on the aspect of being neither in your physical form nor completely aloof from it. Your consciousness tends to be split between two worlds at the same time, merely shifting the level of focus between them. 
In this state, one could conceivably exist simultaneously in both realities. Dreamwalking is very closely related to astral travel, to the point it sometimes is considered to be the same thing. However, there are specific differences despite the many similarities. Dreamwalking is when your astral self travels into another realm while you are unconscious. Hopefully this is because of you being asleep and not because you drank too much or got into a bar fight, but to each his own. And in this state, you're able to move about as you typically would when astral traveling during meditations. Another often used definition to this is when the dreamwalker enters into the dreams of another person. This, in the shamanic style of witchcraft, is meant to aid the person in finding the root of an issue they are having and should only be done with the consent of the individual you're trying to help. This is just common courtesy. You don't really want someone coming up to you and saying, hey, you're coughing, you need to uh, take whatever this mystery drug in my pocket is and just hope I'm trying to help. (laughs) (laughs) As with the previously mentioned method of dreamwalking, This also involves a form of astral projection, although this method is often achieved through trance or meditation. Another in-between is the common phrase, as above, so below. Now, how many have taken the time to really think about what this means? This phrase often refers to the notion that if you are able to affect the above being the spiritual realm, you are able to then affect change in the below, the physical realm. Doing this requires a practitioner to once again work between the worlds and can be achieved through a myriad of methods. Some people may prefer the use of representations, be it pictures, symbols, and such, or may prefer visualization work. Of course, there are many ways other than these, so use what is most effective to you. Remember to look around. Magic is all around, especially when you find yourself between and betwixt. One of the main sources for uh, this information was a book by Tom Cohen, Shamanism as a Spiritual Practice for Daily Life. There were many sources drawn, aside from this one, but much of the material, especially on the shamanic practices of dreamwalking and so forth, were taken from this book. David, that was wonderful. And you know what's really horrible, and this coming from the high priest mother of the Covenstead, when I named this podcast The Witching Hour, I never thought of what you just told us about the witching hour. How stupid, but how neat to learn it. And I'm hoping this was as wonderful to your live class as it will be to our class. Did everybody enjoy themselves? They really did. Uh, This class, uh, I found, was very effective in teaching. The the Covenstead seemed fascinated by it, and they really took a lot from this. So I'm sure many of them are still using the breathing methods and focusing on the middle grounds uh, to help them center and focus. I think it's great, honey. I really do. I mean, it's absolutely wonderful. We should get a lot of responses for this witching hour, 
because uh, from our listening members, we're hoping to make David's classes a regular feature on the Witching Hour. So stay tuned for the next one in July. And I think the next one in July, now straighten me out on this, David, is going to be the Fae. Or sure something is. is. Oh, good, oh, good, oh, good. So we get to learn all about the Fae. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that. And then he gave me a whole list of other wonderful classes, lectures, seminars, whatever you want to call them, on many, many other subjects. So, David, are you going to come back and try to make this a regular feature? I would be honored. Oh, great. See, I don't have to talk so much. (laughs) Okay, so uh, now it's the time to blow out the candles, pack our herbs, close our book of spells and fold our tents but before i go we'd really like to hear from you our audience we'd like to know what you'd like to hear from us on the show and how often we'd also like to hear from you if you're involved in the pagan community and have something you'd like to share with the listening audience it's even possible that you could come and do a guest spot on the witching hour you contact us through the website thewitchinghour.com and Uh, Never want to forget, I'd also like to thank the team of magicians who help us put this show together every time we do it. Rob Steele, Lee Vowell, and the Happy Hour Network for hosting this program. There are links to both their pages on our page, thewitchinghour.com. Until we meet again, stay magical.